blessed Sunday to all of you, dear friends. You are tuned in to OLMC Sunday Best. This is a sharing of the Bible study group from the parish of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, Wan Chai, Hong Kong. Join us now in reflecting on this Sunday's liturgy for our life's nourishment. Good day, brothers and sisters. We are in the 16th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Let's greet our Lord with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit of His coming. Show favor, O Lord, to your servants, and Let me introduce the readings to you for this Sunday. They're all very beautiful readings. The first reading is taken from the Book of Wisdom, chapter 12, verses 13. And verses or chapters uh, verses 16 to 19. The second reading is a short, a very meaningful meeting, uh, reading. It's from the letter of St. Paul written to the Romans, chapter 8, verses 26 to 27. And last but not least, uh, the gospel according to Matthew, chapter 13, verses 24 to 43. And we will start with the first reading. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. There is no God besides you who have the care of all, that you need show you have not unjustly condemned, for your might is the source of justice. Your mastery over all things makes you lenient to all, for you show your might when the perfection of your power is displayed. And then those who know you, you remove temerity. But though you are master of might, you judge with clemency, and with much lenience you govern us. For power, whenever you will, attends you. And you taught your people by these deeds that those who are just must be kind, and you gave your children good ground for hope that you would permit repentance their sins. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Uh, to start with the commentary on this, did you notice it's very evident what is the theme because of the repetition of the words. Like, your might, your mastery over all things. And then again, your might, your power. Okay? So it's about the power of God, and how it is different from the normal or the ordinary way we view power. Because normally, uh, power for us is <clears throat> goes with muscle, with strength, <laughs> and then, and to, then to, to, bend. <laughs> to right. bend the will of others, yeah. not yeah. to dominate, subdue. But here, you see, huh? Your mastery over all things makes you lenient to all. Okay? And then you judge with clemency. 
and with much lenience you govern us. So this is like it's a presentation, it's an enlightening view or insight into God's power. What kind of power does God use with us? So can we say maybe it's more of a nutritive generating uh, it's a repetition. It's empowering. It's enabling. Because it gives the people the chance to repent. And then it uh, exercises a lot of patience so that the call is also uh, so you taught your people by this means that those who are just must be kind. So if we would like to follow this kind of power, no? <clears throat> there is that call also to empower others, uh, to be slow in judging no? and enable others to develop fully into the person that he or she is called to be. Actually. Uh, in the past, I remember somebody said that is the real definition of love. Love is empowering. It enables the person to develop fully. And I guess parents would know that. <laughs> the parents are the ones who would be the best example of this kind of power. No, they they hold themselves, I mean to say, usually parents would have their own dreams for their children, right? But then in the end, you see that the children are not really your own. Mm -hmm. So you have to let them go and then let them develop. So your patience, your leniency is to give, no? mm -hmm. to give this chance for full development. Yeah. This, this, of course, I mean, we can make use of the relationship of parents and children to, to show this mm -hmm. um, kind of um, care, you know, uh, building up other people. Uh, as far as, you know, other relationships are concerned, and as far as the Chinese culture is concerned, I'm sure everybody knows about Kung Fu, you know, very yeah. famous. The, what what is kung fu in in the Chinese word? In the Chinese word, the word martial art or fighting. The word actually means to stop fighting. Okay, the word cease Yeah, cease. Okay, because the word wu 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 the word wu is actually mixed up yeah. of stop. No fighting. Yeah. So, yeah. so what does that mean? Which means God is so powerful. He, he should not make use of his power to fight. Instead, he made use of his power to stop the fighting. <laughs> and so, what is the perfection of your power? The perfection of the power, I mean, he's so, so mighty that he has no choice but to be linear. He made use of his power to save people, save the souls, to make use of his power to deliver us. All right, so probably uh, I, I, I'm not so sure how he's going to treat Satan, mm. but I'm sure it doesn't have to make use of very big power, then Satan will 
you know, finish. <laughs> Because yeah. it's so powerful. Yeah, the real source of power is yeah. and, and therefore it makes sense. It makes sense because you're so powerful. So you're able to be lenient. What about us? Because we are not powerful enough. And therefore we are harsh. We will push people. All this shows that yeah. we are weak, actually. Yeah. We're not strong enough. And if we are strong enough, Okay, we will be able to let go. Just like those Tai Chi, you know, they, Tai Chi do not actually fight to beat you. No. Make use of your power, your fight, and then you know, turn you away, and you know, you fall. You know, that's how. So it's, it's a method of self mastery for those people who practice Kung Fu. So it's not just self defense. Uh, well, I, I don't really have to defend myself <laughs> in the sense that because you I, I train myself up, okay, I definitely will be able to, even if you punch on me, your punch will fall on empty air. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. And let me, let me tell you, Father Dominic Chen, mm -hmm. yes. he practiced Tai Chi. And then he built up some sort of something called spirituality or Tai Chi. Chi. Okay. And he's, he's teaching young people or people. You can share that. that with us. Yeah, he has a lot of video on that. Yes. But of course, the video will not be able to show his spirituality. Yes, yes. Only so to, you know, how to movement. But that's good enough. Very interesting. Because yeah. uh, our. As, as given here in the first year, for power, whenever you will attend you, okay, there's the, the real power, no? Yep. It's always with God. But then, how do we imitate that kind of power? But as, as you're saying here, is you master it. Master it. The first thing to do is to, you know, self mastery. This is also the, the, the idea of Taoism. Taoism says, who is really the strong guy? The, 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 the real strong guy is the one who is able to master himself mm -hmm. instead of, you know, punching <laughs> the enemies or trying to dominate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Trying to dominate. Mm -hmm. Right. You raise, mm -hmm. raise up your defense. Well, of course, he says to follow the nature. Yeah, follow the, the way. way of the way. <laughs> I should watch Karate Kid again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I guess with this, we are being introduced no, to the gospel reading, which is a series of parables. And from here, maybe you, we can still deepen this uh, uh, mastery that we are talking about in the first reading. I read from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus proposed another parable to the crowd, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a man who sowed good seed into his field. While everyone was asleep, his enemy came and sowed wheat all through the week. And then went off. When the crop grew and bore fruit, the weeds appeared as well. The slaves of the household came to him and said, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where have the seed weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. 
His slaves said to him, Do you want us to pull, go and pull them up? He replied, No. If you pull the weeds, you might uproot the wheat along with them. Let them grow together until harvest. Then at harvest time, I will say to the harvesters, First, collect the weeds and tie them in bundles for burning, but gather the wheat into my barn. Jesus proposed another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a person took and stowed in a field. It is the smallest of all seeds, yet when full grown, it is the largest of plants. It becomes a large bush, and the birds of the sky come and dwell in its branches. Jesus spoke to them in another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like the yeast that a woman took and mixed it with three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch was leavened. All these things Jesus spoke to the crowds in parables. He spoke to them only in parables to fulfill what had been said through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will announce what has been hidden from the foundation of the world. Then, dismissing the crowds, he went into the house. His disciples approached him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. Jesus said in reply, He who sow good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed is the good seed, the children of kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one. And the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. Just as weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so it will be at the end of age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all who cause others to sin and all evildoers. They will throw them into a fierce furnace, fiery furnace, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Whoever has ears ought to hear. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. Oh, yeah. yeah. How many parables? How deep? <laughs> Well, for me, you know, the kingdom is already a very complex concept. And we talk about the kingdom on earth, simple right. dynasty, empire, etc. All this, you know, government, even nowadays, you have lots of uh, states, governments, and all things like that. It's a very, very complex uh, concept. Now, Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven. That would be even more difficult. Right? And, um, well, <laughs> Matthew wants to persuade his listeners that Jesus came to fulfill the prophecies. And therefore, whenever he finds a prophet, he will say, okay, uh, these prophecies um, fulfill, etc., etc. It's, it's not the first time. There are many times. So, just about, I simply ignore those prophecies. All because, probably those Prophecies would be meaningful to the Jewish Christians, but not for us, because we have a different background, we have a different mm-hmm. uh, mindset. And therefore, I, I, will, I will focus more on 
um, the understanding of the parables and all these things with my own Chinese background. Now, for us Chinese, we usually we usually make use of the feel to symbolize the heart, and so for us, it is easier to accept. I mean, to 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 put together the kingdom of heaven means our heart. Yeah. All right. I mean, yeah. For example, the the parable the of the soul. Yeah, yeah, right. And then the parable of the soul, it talks about different soils, different stuff. Just like our hearts. Of course, I mean, this particular uh, parable uh, is a little bit different. Uh, it, it, it has, I mean, Jesus explained it already. So I shouldn't, <laughs> I shouldn't change his, his meaning. So let's take Jesus' explanation for granted for the moment. I will look at it at, okay, suppose. Jesus is talking about our heart. So what does that mean? In our hearts, there are good seed to, 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 to weeds, right? Okay, the gospel. You know, Jesus tells us the Beatitudes, the Ten Commandments, we learn from the Bible. Okay, so these are good things in our heart. But on the other hand, because we were born into this world, and this world is infected with a lot of sins contaminated. And so the the enemy has already given us a very sinful background and we're living in it. It's impossible for us to be immune. So, which means sooner or later, we will be contaminated, our minds, our hearts contaminated. And so within our heart, there are, you know, there exists. They grow together. Right. The weeds as well as seeds. And then, interesting, because my experience is, you know, all these weeds, those bad things, they change according to my age. Mm-hmm. That is to say, that is to say, something would be a great, great temptation to me before, but now, <laughs> there's no temptation at all. When I was young, <laughs> I have no money. Probably money is something I should fight for. But now I'm retired. <laughs> you have less needs. Right. So the money will become less a temptation. So the way I see those weeds, they are not the simple ones. They can change according to, to my age or according to time. Similarly, the weeds, the good seeds, they also mature. So the, and and God does not want to remove okay those evil things in my heart. I remember um, when I studied theology, there there were some uh, church I cannot say church fathers. They are very famous theologians. However, they made a mistake of they castrate themselves, <laughs> and so they are never a saint. You know that they castrated themselves. They did. Yes. Because they well, is the fear of sexuality. <laughs> you know. This <laughs> for them that's the weeds. <laughs> so, so okay, they, they committed the sins of uh amputation, all right? <laughs> it is not necessary. The no. fear, the fear of the yes. weeds. Okay. Well, however it's a literal I literal think, following of the So they, they are not following the teaching of, of this uh, no, no, no. <laughs> 
allow them to stay right. there as a kind of thorn in your, in your flesh, something to cross you on. Right, is, I, I get origin, origin, right? Origin, origin, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I did not become a saint. Anyway, he's a father of the church. Yes, this. No, 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 no. Yes, he's a great church father. A lot of theology, living for us to study. So this, this is what I have in mind. So I, I understand that, and in fact, when I, when I went to. Seven-day retreat before my ordination. During that retreat, I, I told you I cried every day for seven days. I was able to dig up, you know, my thorns, those things, but I was not able to finish them, you know, completely heal them. There's still something I discover. I I think I, I know the problem, but I have no time to deal with it, and then fine, it's there. And in the end, in the end, I have the, I cannot say conclusion or the revelation. It becomes a kind of um, the, the stigmata of Jesus. Jesus retained his wounds. So for me, probably I will never ever be able to uproot all my evils, all my thoughts. They will stay with me till the end of my life, probably. I mean, God's mercy. So God will have the joy to judge you. Otherwise, you're already judged. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the, uh, when I die, all right, the, the last day when I die, so God or the angels will pluck all those evil things out from me and burn them. By then, I will become righteous and shine like the sun. <laughs> and this is how I... I, I rephrase, refrain the whole. Like paragraph. your your application is very much the personal yes, yes. side of life. The, yeah. the, the psychological yes. But on the other, when you say it's a literal side, this can also be a call to the disciples, to us, not to judge immediately, right? right. No, 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 no. Because <laughs> because it's true. No, when we when we see persons who seem to us to be so diverse and and say negative our question is why why doesn't God do something about this? I have one sister said when we were really in trouble in the Philippines if I were God I would erase all these evil people say this is why you're not God <laughs> because God is strong you know the tolerance because that's our you know, the tendency immediately to solve the problem. So, and our solution is usually simplistic. Yeah, yeah. Our solution is cut it off, like, like the the servants here. The servant, the slim, the slim. Said, oh, why don't you just cut it off? Yeah. But then the master said, yeah. no, if you pull up the weeds, you might uproot the weeds. They come together. They come together. I think it's the that's not just uh, uh, like a mastery, but it's really the wisdom. Because as you were saying, together uh, in the development of both, yeah. there could also be a transformation, a change. Yeah. You know, with, without all these temptations or whatever, life is too easy. No challenge. Maybe boring. 
Oh, well. <laughs> hey, no, no, I, I don't think it will be boring because, you know, when we uh, in Paris, there shouldn't be any more temptation, right? We will all be the same. Yeah. There is one commentator, who was a woman, I think I showed it. He said, there is dandelion wine. Dandelions are weeds. Right. He said, what does that mean? That this wine is made of wheat? Uh, weeds? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or is this just a challenge to diversity? And to say you have to make use of everything mm. to draw out the good. Right. Wine for us is good. <laughs> Right, so to draw out the good even from the weeds, okay, maybe no, but then we need wisdom, and and that's why I guess the second reading is also uh, it's very timely in putting together all these challenges. In the in the in the Mm -hmm. second reading, as Sister mentioned, it actually tied things up very well. The first reading we heard about. The power of the Lord in not judging and being patient. In the gospel, we also saw the Lord was very patient, but he added another dimension the deacon deacon mentioned that uh, the world is filled with evil and there are temptations that we cannot help ourselves to resist. So and, and it's because of our imperfection. It's because of our human weaknesses. And the second reading brings this weakness um, to focus with one particular um, item and attention, which is in prayer. Uh, Thomas Merton, one of the greatest um, 20th century saints, shared in prayer. And he says, no matter how hard we try, we may not be able to follow God's will. And, he's, and the second reading is actually talking about prayer. The case in point is prayer, uh, because we can be easily distracted, praying for the wrong intentions, not in line with God's will. But he also says encouragingly that by believing in the desire to please God, uh, this will actually help us. So let us listen to the short reading to find out how our simple desire to please God will help us in prayer. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, the Spirit comes to the aid of our weakness, for we do not have no, we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes with inexpressible groanings. And the one who searches hearts knows what is the intention of the Spirit, because he intercedes for the Holy Ones, according to God's will, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So uh, the aid that's coming to help us uh, is the Holy Spirit. But it is a very powerful and honest and humble recognition that we are not perfect, as we heard in the gospel. Uh, we have our weaknesses, and even in our prayers, we have our weaknesses and human limitations. That no matter how hard we try, we're not able to perfect. But just before this particular uh, reading in 824, we're in 826-27, in 824, Paul actually reflected on this in saying that in hope we are saved, very much like uh, Thomas Merton saying that if we desire to please God, we are saved. But um, the, the hope that Paul is actually referring to 
is the death and the resurrection of Jesus. So we are saved in our hope uh, by the death and resurrection of Jesus. But having said that, we still have to live our lives. There is sin, temptation, death. We we heard about it in the gospel before the salvation process is completed. So Paul states that the Spirit, Holy Spirit, will help the faithful in their weakness. So one aspect of this weakness is inability to pray. But why is this important? Because prayer actually brings us close to God. So like Thomas Merton says, simply a true desire to love and serve God will invoke the Holy Spirit to help perfect our prayer, to bring us close to God. The Spirit knows God intimately and will align our prayers with that of God's will. So in conclusion, God himself enables the faithful to pray effectively through the action of the Spirit. God knows that human beings, uh, because of our limitations and weaknesses, uh, cannot perfect this. But in being patient and being not judging this power, God sends the Holy Spirit to help bring us close to him so that uh, whilst we wait patiently for the fullness of salvation at the end. So instead of judging, God patiently reaches out to us and helps us and sends the Holy Spirit to allow us to rest in his yoke on our way to heaven. Ties it up very nicely. Yes, because practically uh, <clears throat> this second reading really puts in the center yeah, our weakness. Yeah. Our weakness, our inability to pray, to discern what is good or bad. Yeah, I, I was very much touched with this inability to pray. We do not know how to pray. Because no. <laughs> really, we do not know what to ask. <laughs> in my life, no, in a, uh, prayer is the motor of our relationship with God. No? Yeah. It's really what keeps us uh, alive, connected. But right, then, yeah. Yes, but then sometimes you say, Lord, I want this and also I want that. So, what is really your will? I like both. So, in the end, we have to ask the help of the Spirit. <laughs> help me what to ask. Because I really, I want to be quite serious when I ask something from the Lord because I'm afraid He will give it to me and I do not know the consequence of what I'm asking, right? In fact, they, they always say, be careful what you pray yes. for. <laughs> I never ask anything for mercy. <laughs> ask for peace. Is obviously with you. I don't know about that. But I think uh, it really ties it up nicely because the true expression of God's power is the fact that he is so in it in case it's the yes. Holy Spirit to help us. Yes. It's really the source of that power. Yeah, in, in, in one way or the other, I, I feel that we are, we are definitely, when we are in God's hand, we are safe. Yeah. Um, for example, there's a theme of the deacon's retreat this year. This year is to discern God's will. My conclusion, my, my, my experience, my meditation came up with one 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 point. Even if we go astray, we we, we discern, mm -hmm. you know, but 
mistakenly discern this is God's will, no problem. God will somehow guide us back. Straighten the path. Okay. Let me tell you a little shameful <laughs> joke experience of mine. I We went to the um, St. Paul's House of Prayer in Shansui. It's not the first time I've been there many times. Usually, I take the 44 minibus from my home, okay, in Chimbun, Shansui Railway Station. Then I change the minibus 50k. All right. You will go there, you know, and then the LaSalle school and then just walk a few steps and walk again. Somehow, I jump up to a 51k <laughs> instead of 50k. 50K. Because I, I was in a hurry and then I look at the, mm -hmm. the, uh, the sign and then the route, they, they, they draw the route there. Oh, okay. I, I saw, I uh, saw, okay, LaSalle, okay, okay, and then, uh, so, so. So it's the same. So I jump up and then the first part of the of the trip exactly the same. So I expect the minibus to turn here to the to the right. It didn't. It continued. <laughs> What's wrong? Your discernment was <laughs> okay. Anyway, somehow the, 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 the bus was full. I could not, you know. Disturb the, the driver. Mm -hmm. So I have to wait until you know, some passengers are lighted and then the person asks want to go there. So oh this passed a long, long time ago. What should I do? Well, okay, they took the return trip to <laughs> come down and go up. I say, all right, okay. So what can I do? <laughs> no. Midway. When I continue, midway. Okay, he, he waited, stopped. Another minibus from the opposite direction. Oh, wow. Then, after speaking to that guy, he said, "Okay, you go to that minibus." Wow. Okay. Okay. You see, yeah. even if I had made the wrong choice, yes. somehow God, so he knows your intentions. I would, I yes. Thank God. I mean, this is a. So, God will somehow. Yes, yes, He will help us. Let me back. The, 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 I think this is the meaning of the prodigal son. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes. The, the Lord comes to the aid of our weakness. <laughs> so He is always there. Now it's really very, very comforting, no, to to have faith that the Spirit is within us, and He is the one discerning or co-discerning, or helping us to discern yep. you know, what is really the, the thing that will lead to God's will. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes our prayer is, we, we thought we're praying for God's will, and yet we are trying to bend God to our oh prayer. <laughs> and we don't even realize it. So well yes, sure. Yes, yes the one last time. No. Ah, okay, okay. Oh, I thought. <laughs> yeah, so right there. Like yeah. She's the one who was with us yeah, last yeah. night. Yeah. Ah, okay. Hi, Josephine. No, this is the person. Yeah. So, no, if, if she likes to, would you like to say something? This uh, Josephine uh, was with us last night. 
Ah, they are there. Okay. You'd like to share something, Joe? Uh, please unmute. So we open it up to uh, reflections. Just yes. uh, a question like about this, uh, the second reading. It's about this uh, an express, expressible groaning. Yeah. According to this, you know, I'm a member of, of the MFC, so I was there last night. And they encourage this or they advocate this one because they said this is the gift of the Holy Spirit, one of the gifts. And that's this one is praying the Spirit, which is also known as praying in tongues. Yeah. So even for me, really, oh my, I really don't know how to pray. It's something like everything is jumbled into my mind and I cannot just place them in order. Maybe I'm not that contemplative. And and sometimes because I said that's one of the gifts that MFC get, uh, gave me, and and I just I just open up my mouth, and then something like a feel is it a feeling? Is something coming from your gut, and and you just it stay in there, and and it just relieve you of everything that you know that you have prayed. So I don't know what's the Chris what's the stand of the church when it comes to these praying songs. I think I think um, this one is the praying in tongues when so, when I Google it up this verse. Yes, but actually, if you look at this text from its context, no, mm -hmm. it doesn't really pertain to the speaking in tongues. This is chapter eight of Romans. This is not First Corinthians. It's in First Corinthians that you have the topic of the gifts. And one of the gifts is the speaking in tongues. Okay? The glossolalia, they call it. And the speaking in tongues, according to St. Paul, is not really the first of the gifts. It's not even the highest of the gifts because if it, it doesn't, if there is no one to interpret what you're saying in tongues, then it's not useful for the church. But anyway, back to this uh, of course, letter. I mean, that's why it's only for yourself. That is something like edifying yourself. Yes. It's not You cannot just do it in a church yes. if nobody's going to prophesy it. But if you do it for yourself, it's just like praying and edifying yourself. So, so that's how early. But here we're talking of the, the role of the Spirit in our prayer, no? The Spirit, if you, if you read chapter 8, I think if before these verses, you have also the groaning of creation. This is also chapter 8. No? So this is really, the first is the context of the creation groaning, but then also inside us, there is the groaning uh, of, of the Spirit within us. Trying yeah, so what is that groaning? Yeah, that groaning I, that you just... It doesn't speak. It doesn't refer to the speaking in tongues. I don't think so. No, 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 yeah. definitely not. No, yeah. definitely not. Because yeah. um, speaking in tongue is something. Uh, number one, you cannot control it. But whereas in the case of groaning, you should feel some kind of pain, and therefore you groan. Right, but in the case of speaking of tongue, you, you just cannot control your tongue, and then you just control the Holy Spirit. You don't, you don't have that kind of pain in you. And uh, somehow, when we do not know how to pray as we ought, 
Because we we do not mourn and cry enough, and somehow <laughs> the Holy Spirit help us make our heart feel the so, pain. So that's the thing is, how do you do it? Let's say you want the Spirit really there, because if you don't know do really how do to pray, you sing, you sing uh, words. Then you just have to grow in the spirit, I think. So anyway, <laughs> that's how I read the promise. Yeah. Anyway, so that's how I yes, mm-hmm. yes. for this. And then let the spirit help you, and and you just you just stay like that. So and then and then I just pay on a particular subject. Let's say my my friend is sick, and I just or or even even I have pain. I'm just going to zero in and and then let just the Holy Spirit work in me. Yes. That's how that's I right. and it, it, it helps, yeah. That's so right. anyway, so that's the thing that because of this verse. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. And so I guess with this, any other questions or? Uh, mm. For me, uh, the only thing I can say is about this uh, prayer and the Holy Spirit is mm. if I have a true desire and have a pure, good and clean hearts, then. I, I think I can do. I think God will my my prayer will be shine to the Father in heaven as long as I have this uh, clean and pure hearts. It will grow. Most of the time, why do we not know how to pray? The question is, you know, Jesus said the same thing. The Psalm is also the same thing. Before you speak, God already knows. Um, yeah. So the problem is we do not know what we are talking about. We do not know what we are asking for. And therefore the Holy Spirit moves us, touch us, so that we will feel a kind of pain. We are moved by the inner movements, our desires, God, our desires of good and bad things. It's permanent. Yes. Then, okay, now, God already knows what you need and what you want. Now, you begin to know yourself better. Deacon, if I could give one example before we end. The continuous plea of Pope Francis for Ukraine. Hmm. I think it's a very big pain in his heart. He mentions it every week. Uh, Right now, he doesn't have the general audience on Wednesdays. But then he mentioned it again last Sunday. No? And then he mentioned it again during his uh, audience with the children, the Vatican staff. So I could sense what you're saying there, the pain in his heart that he could not do anything. No, He sent his uh, emissary to Russia, but then was not able to talk to Putin, etc. He sent, now he's sending the same Zupi, no, Cardinal Zupi to the United Nations, to the U.S., etc., it's really the pain of how to end this war, you know? And then it becomes even like a, a parody because it's like uh, the Pope is exposing himself, his helplessness in the world stage. Yeah. On the other hand, mm-hmm. most people, I believe, you know, they don't care. Yes, yes, that's the problem. You're so far away. It's yeah. not affecting him. We are not able to feel the pain. But this is, it is a catastrophe of the 
the global rest, global level. But many people cannot feel it because their heart has already been hardened. Yeah. Hardened hearts. Yeah. And so maybe with this, we can uh, pray the responsorial psalm as our ending, which is also a call, no? uh, really a plea for uh, God to hear our pain yes. and then to, you see, it's about hearkening to our prayer and attending to the sound of our pain because we are weak. And sometimes, as we said already in these commentaries, we do not know what we want. We do not know how to pray. Well said, Sister Victoria. Mm -hmm. Lord, you are so patient with us. Lord, you are good and forgiving. 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 You are good and attend to the sound of my meaning. All the nations shall come and worship you, O Lord, and all thy good For you are the place, and you, your wondrous you are the Lord God. You, Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, Turn toward me and have pity on me. Speak to your servant. For you are good and forgiving. And with your spirit. May the Almighty and merciful God bless you all, Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to OLMC Sunday Best. Please join us again next week for another episode. Have a blessed Sunday, everyone.